Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Story Shed, the storytelling podcast for children of all ages. Adults too. Um, llamas, leopards, lemons, anyone who wants to listen, come and join us for new and original stories each and every episode. And first of all, I'm sorry. I'm truly, truly sorry for it being so long since the last episode. I took a bit of a longer break than usual, but we are back for a new bunch of stories. I would also like to let you know that you can listen to my other podcast, Yoto Daily, which is, well, daily, for free now via the Yoto app. Grab a grown-up if you need help, search for the Yoto app, Y-O-T-O, download that and have a look. We do games and activities and words of the day and riddles and jokes and all kinds of things on there. But here we are with episode 28 of Story Shed, and this is a story called Julie Jumble. As always, I will be joined by my little helpers at the end, Belle and Ida, to discuss the story. And right at the end, I will say a couple of hellos to some people out there. So, let's get cracking, shall we? Let's open the door to the story shed. Story Shed, episode 28, Julie Jumble. Words are a very wonderful thing. They help us talk and write and sing. Important but the order is we say them words, like the notes of a song or the tweeting of the birds. Must put we words in places correct, otherwise it becomes very hard to detect. Say you are trying what it is to understand. People need to know the plans you have planned. People need to know what you mean when you speak. Or when you write, what is the objective you seek. For some people, that comes easily. They can speak and write fluently. But for others, getting words in the right places can leave them feeling flustered with hot faces. They know what words they want to come out, what they want to say, but for some reason or other, their sentences don't end up that way. Over their words, they trip and flounder and stumble. And one of these people was a little girl called Julie Jumble. Julie would think of the words, think of what she wanted to say, but just like a dog trying to bark when out comes a neigh, her words would be rearranged, mixed up, muddled, leaving whoever she was talking to somewhat befuddled. Uh, Hey fiddle fiddle, the cat and the diddle, the jump cowed over the spoon, the little dog laughed, To such fun see, and the fish ran away with the moon. An example of one of Julie Jumble's nursery rhymes there, that when she was younger she so often liked to share. She would stand and deliver these to her family, 
she would sing and rhyme to a room quite happily. Um, Wincy Incy Spider went up the water out. Rain came the down and washed the spider's spout. Out came the dry and sunned up all the rain. So Wincy Incy Spider spouted up again. You see, as a little girl, I mean two, three or four years old, Julie was confident, she was enthusiastic, she was bold. She didn't care if her words were muddled. In fact, it seemed to make people smile. So she would stand on a chair, commanding a room and sing out in style. Bow little sheep has lost her peep and knows she can't never find them. Leave them at home and they'll come alone, tagging their wails behind them. And people did smile. Dad found it funny, Mum found it sweet, when what Julie thought and what she said didn't quite meet. It wasn't just words in a sentence that came out a bit mangled. Sometimes the letters in the words got somewhat tangled. A car park became a parkark. A butterfly, a flutterby. Toenails were no tails, an endless source of fun for her family, it seemed. Mango chutney became chango mutney. Muddy puddles, puddy muddles. Flat battery to bat flattery. And jelly beans to belly jeans. But Julie Jumble would never mumble. She was loud and clear. She just happened to say the words in an order that we don't usually hear. And Julie Jumble would never grumble. It never got her down. It was frustrating at times and she would wear a bit of a frown when she couldn't find the words to describe or explain, when she didn't have the language to protest or complain. But onward she ploughed, people would understand, even if she didn't always say the words that her brain had planned. Speak loudly enough, use roughly the right words, people will more or less understand what they heard. But this was when Julie was younger. She's older and at school now, where things don't always go as smoothly. Listen and I'll, I'll tell you how. You see, at school, when Julie mixes up her words, gets in a bit of a fluster, it's not just the kind smiles and ruffled hair from mum and dad that greet her. People laugh and snigger and stare. And at the beginning, Julie didn't care. But after a while, it started to really get her down. And her face, nowadays, is so often fixed in a frown. Afraid to answer a question in class to put up her hand. Afraid that what she said, no one would understand. Worse than that, afraid that what she said would sound silly. That she would be pointed at by Simon, laughed at by Billy. She remembers a time in year one and her cheeks turn red when she called Sleeping Beauty Beeping Sluty instead. And the class roared and laughed for what felt like forever. Not a kind, gentle laugh, not with so many people together. Then there's that time she said that Faris was the capital of Prance. And Izzy and Tammy thought it was so hilarious they did a little dance which made Julie feel sick in her tummy. 
Why exactly did they find it so funny? Or the time that she wanted to ask Miss Cotton if it was time to break for lunch. But what really came out of her mouth was if it was time to lake for brunch. And once more she heard the class roar, and once more she stared at the floor. Julie carries these moments with her as if around her neck is a chain. And every day of her school life she feels its weight, feels its strain. She's in year six now, the very last year of primary school. Her teacher is the new but very nice Miss Poole. And in year six, the tradition is to give a speech at the end of the year for children to sum up all the things they have done while they've been here, to say what they've learnt over the years, to describe their best part, to be proud of how their writing has improved, how they've got better at art, to recall the best memories of primary school when Mr Bridges tripped over and fell in the pool or when Amir and Oliver's tent blew away on the camping trip, when Miss Fox thought the paint water was coffee and took a sip. A nice little tradition, I'm sure you'll agree, ending primary school by sharing memories. But for Julie, this is a terrifying thought. She can't stand up and talk in front of the whole school. But Julie hasn't realised quite what a special teacher she has this year in the shape of Miss Poole. What exactly are you scared of? she asks Julie. Julie looks into her green eyes and answers truly. I'm scared of, I'm scared of messing up my words and everyone laughing at me. I'm scared that my face will turn bright red and everyone will see. I think of all the times I've done it before in my mind. I think of all the times people have been unkind. Miss Poole thinks for a moment and then says, You have to take back all of those previous days. You have to reach back and own those moments. Make them yours again. Who cares if you mix up your words? That's what you have to show them. Take those moments and turn them upside down. Say them with a smile on your face, not a frown. And so the day comes for every year six child to speak. Julie, of course, is the last one to go. She feels sick. She feels weak. After watching 29 other children make all kinds of funny and confident speeches... Julie walks up to the stage, faces the sea of children lined by all the teachers. I'm not going to lie, Julie begins to speak. From day to day, from week to week, school has been a bit tricky at times for me. Up sometimes words I mix, as you can see. Like the time I wanted to say sleeping beauty, but what came out was beeping slooty. Ah, Julie delivered this upon her face a wide grin. From the crowd, little ripples of laughter started to begin. All the time, I wanted to know if it was time to break for lunch. But instead, I asked Miss Cotton if it was time to lake for brunch. I know that the capital of Prance isn't Faris. I know that really the capital of Prance is Faris. Ha! There! I did it again! I messed up my words in front of the whole school. But I don't care, because from now on, I'm going to listen to the words of Miss Poole. 
Who cares if the words in my brain get mixed up in my mouth and out they tumble? These are my moments, these are my words, and I am proud to be duly jumble. we go julie jumble there and now i am joined by my little helpers bell and ida hello hello <laughs> okay welcome back girls so julie jumble what was julie like as a little girl what was she like as a little girl uh very confident and she didn't really care if she messed up her words can you remember some of the things she did mix up uh, uh the, the nursery rhyme um, the cow jumped over the spoon. Uh, something about a princess. Oh, a beeping, beeping, uh, beeping Julie. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of what should it be? Be a sleeping beauty. She said. Beeping, sloopy. Sloopy. <laughs> Parkock. Puddy muddle. <laughs> Flutterby. Belly jeans. Super. So yes, she she would mix up her words, but she was confident, wasn't she? She wouldn't worry about mixing up her words. What changed when she went to school? How did things change? How did people treat her at school? Uh, they like some people did like dances to her. Being mean, I wouldn't like that. <laughs> they laughed when she mixed up something. The whole class laughed. How would you feel if a class laughed when you got something wrong? Very, very scared and worried. (laughs) I'd probably run out the room crying. (laughs) And so how did Julie change then? How do you think she changed her character change? She got less confident and more shy. So we then meet Julie in year six. She's now in year six. Who's her teacher in year six? Miss Poole. Miss Poole, exactly. And how did Miss Poole help Julie? Uh, she told her that it was all right to mess up words and uh, like be confident with who you are. Excellent. And then at the end, what does Julie have to do at the end? She has to give a... A speech. She has to give a speech. And how does she feel about giving a speech in front of the whole school? Before Miss Poole told her stuff, she was very scared shy and didn't want to do it but now she's confident and happy to do it and not worried would you like to give a speech to the whole school no i'd be very very scared (laughs) (laughs) like i got really embarrassed when they had to write a diary of samuel peeps and perform it okay so then julie gives her speech what's in her speech she laughed at all the times she messed up her words like because she didn't care Lovely stuff. So, if there's a message behind this story, what do you think it is, girls? You can just be you without having to worry about what other people will think. And don't worry, it's just yourself. You can just do what you want. (laughs) Very nice. And just ask the teacher if you're worried, then they will help you. Perfect. Super stuff. Thank you very much, girls, as always. See you on the next episode of Story Shed. Hello! Julie Jumble. (laughs) (laughs) 
thank you, thank you, thank you once again to our little helpers, Belle and Ida. It's been a long time since the last episode. Again, I apologise. Many people have got in touch. I'm just going to say hello to one or two people. If I've missed you, I really do apologise. Get in touch again and say, hey, you missed me. Give me a shout out and I will, okay? But here's a hello to a few people who have got in touch recently. Hello to Liam in Maplewood in New Jersey. Liam sent me a lovely message. He says he listens to my podcast seven days a week. Wow, I like that. That's dedication for you, Liam. Hello to you, Liam. Thank you very much for getting in touch. I'd also like to say hello to... Now, it's either George or Jorge. I don't know which pronunciation is, but George and Gabriel... Eight and four, whose dad got in touch, like many people, asking about a new story. But yes, I hope you enjoyed that one, guys. And hello to you. Thank you for listening to Story Shed. Hello to Lucy, aged nine, left us a lovely review. And hello to Willa, aged ten, who left us a nice review and said that their cat also gave us four stars. So thank you for that. Thank you for Willa's cat for enjoying the podcast. Thank you for everyone who listens and got in touch and I'll see you again on the next episode. Bye now!